All right, well, here we go. Welcome to the Idle Chatter Podcast. Yes, sir. A random thoughts podcast. And I am joined today with Mr. Daryl Purnell. Yep. That's me. That's what they call me. That's uh, my name. <laughs> you know, Daryl, how about we start with uh, how we know each other? How about the good old oh, Walmart God. DC? When uh, was that that we met? I was actually, I couldn't remember if you actually worked out there or not. But I mean, like thinking back, I do remember seeing your face. I think you used to work in the freezer. Or, no, you worked on dry I side. was just about everywhere. I started in 06 and I left back in 2015. So I was there for nine years. Yeah. I don't know. When did you start? When uh, you I started there? in 2010, I want to say. I think that was my first time through Walmart. Let's see, 2010. I was probably, you know, I think at that time, I think I was on night shift dry side i want to say you have to be because i, I only started i meet in produce second shift that that's originally where i started there and that was um oh my god i can't even think of the supervisor's name he's not now i think he went back down to tennessee or something like that but yeah good old days uh working at the dc yeah the the glory days back when uh, we used to be dc of the year and everybody actually cared about their jobs and <laughs> We didn't get paid crap, and you know now we get paid good. See, my mom's in the chat. See, she she joined. There you go. <laughs> Welcome everybody. So yeah, I don't want to stick on that topic too much because it's a sore subject for a lot of people, especially in my friends group. I mean, yeah. I mean, especially if you, yeah, we'll, we'll talk later. If you don't, <laughs> if you don't work there anymore, I've got, I still, I, you know what? I miss a lot of the people I worked with. I'm and, not gonna lie, there was a lot of good people and, and, and a lot of awesome people I met working there. That's the thing. It's like. When, you, when you're at a job, you don't necessarily like the job, but you stick around for the people. You know what yep. I mean? And it's the people that you work with, that you care about, that makes you actually care about, like, you know, the job itself. Like, I'll deal with this because I like this person. You know what I mean? Or, like, you like me, you might like your manager. You may not like your pay, the hours, the schedule, whatever it may be, but you, you fall into this, like, let's say habit, for lack of a better word right now, and you, you want to kind of stick with it because you don't want to let those people down essentially. So basically, you know, a lot of people fall into that, that trap. Let's just say they fall into that trap of, you know, you know, going out there and then you fall in love with the people because, you know, you, you guys all just end up on the same shift. You start yep. hanging out outside of work and then, uh, you start trying to hang out at the bar and, uh, do some fun things at the bar with your, with your friends. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, when I started there, man, I was, I was just barely 18. So I wasn't going out to the bar just quite yet, but I definitely started and, you know, you run into people and you have some fun and, yeah. you know, but I, I mean, there's some things I do miss from there, but I'm happy, you know, got out of there and, you know, welding full time now and yeah. I was able to learn that experience and I can take that wherever I go. I, you know, I leave work with a sense of accomplishment every day now because yeah. I actually build something that's getting used every day instead of picking a box here and there. <laughs> it was, it was fun. It was definitely, you know, it's a good workout. Yeah. You have to eat because otherwise you are going to lose tons and tons of weight. I tell people all the time, it's the the best similarity I guess I can probably give it is is literally running a marathon every single day for three or four days a week. You know what I mean? Because you're literally taking twenty thousand steps in a day. You oh know god, what I mean? yeah. Like it's it's absolutely insane. You, you just cannot eat enough calories. So no. naturally, you're just going to burn all that weight, all that fat. Yep. But it's a very very hard. It's a very very hard job on your body mentally because it's so uh monotonous at the same time yep. you know what i mean so it's it's just it's taxing in several different ways so um if you can deal if you can deal with all that stuff though it's very very rewarding as far as the paycheck goes you know oh I mean? no i mean the especially being around that area what they started at back in 06 nobody was paying that no. for a kid coming out of high school you know i 
when I got that job, I was making minimum wage. I was at like six fifty an hour. Yeah. I doubled what I was making going out there. I was just, I was like, I was so stoked for that. I'm like, man, I'm doubling my pay and I don't you even have what, to work as much. You know what the starting pay is now? I've heard it's say, astronomically you want, you want high. To, you want to throw up in your mouth a little bit or what? No, I've heard anywhere upwards of like twenty five to thirty dollars and uh I think I've then you got up, incentives and everything on top of oh that. Oh my god, yeah, on top of that the bonuses that they're offering and stuff too. But like let's just say a rough number uh, around like twenty eight dollars an hour. Yeah, yeah. that's <laughs> unbelievable. But the worst part is, you know, they're still having trouble getting people in there. But it's not just there. Place I work for, they're trying to get like another fifty people hired, and they're struggling. I mean, you got places offering more people more money now, and it's like people don't want to go out and get a job. I'm like, this is the best time to shop around because yeah. you have so much mm-hmm. buying power with your ability to work a job, especially if you have any type of you know trade experience. Yeah. You know, you can go in and be like, they offer you, let's say they offer you 20 bucks an hour. Be like, well, I can't do it for under 23. Most of these places will probably give you that yeah. because they are so desperate for people right yeah, now. 100%. And everybody's fighting over the employees that are there. Mm-hmm. It's just it's just so hard to get, to get people in the door. That's why these companies are just throwing so many bonuses and stuff like that at people, especially good employees too. You know, people just, uh, they don't stick around in a job for long, which I mean, if it's not your fit, then obviously don't do it. But at the right. same time, like... There's some pieces of the crap out there that we all probably know that just aren't, you know, they're, they're not really trying to pursue and get a job, you know. So. Right. And I mean, it like it might not be necessarily the most glamorous job, but I definitely, you know, I got a lot of good work experiences from my time there. Mm-hmm. Like I said, I did meet a lot of people getting into the whole DJing thing. I got a lot of work out of that because I've done events, weddings and stuff like that for people that I've worked with, people that work out there, you know, and I still run into people you know, here and there yeah. that used to work out there, or work out there, everybody has their own opinion on everything, you know, but at the end of the day, you know, it is just a job, you know, you kind of got to leave the crap at the door when you leave, yeah. and I don't think I did that enough, and I think I just, I just worked too much, I mean, I remember, you know, some weeks working 60, 70 hour weeks, mm-hmm. and that's what I, I, I couldn't do the whole thing, well, you know, you start at 3.30 in the morning, and then you can leave when we let you leave, <laughs> Yeah, that's, you know, that's, that's I, you can't, it makes it so hard to plan for stuff, you know? Yeah, and, and, I mean, that's the same stuff that people are going through right now, and that's why they're kind of going through what they're going through right now. Um, but like I said, I don't want to talk too much about that. I want to yeah. segue out of it. Like you said, yeah. the DJing thing, you were talking about that. That's essentially one of my first memories with you that I can actually think back of <clears> is you DJing at, uh, at bars and stuff. Yeah, man, it was uh, Bullseye. Well, actually, you know what? Back it up just a little bit further because I did kind of start um, getting in there uh, into Bullseye, but my first actual gig was at Longshot. Oh wow! Everybody says Longshots. It's not. It's it's Triple P Barbecue now. Yeah. But it was Longshot. Yeah. And that was the first place I had ever DJed it. Man, I had the clunkiest box speakers with this like little 250 watt amp, no lights or anything like that. And the first party that I did, they were having a birthday party. So I had no experience. I was running off a laptop. I didn't know what I was doing. You know, I didn't know. I knew music, but not on the level that I do now, you know. And the first one, there was a birthday party, and it was people that used to work out of DC. I'm not going to, you know, call anybody out and embarrass anybody. But the girl jumped out of a cake for her boyfriend. What? Not like a real cake, but like, you know, big ass cake. They wheeled it in, and she jumped out of it for him and all that stuff. And it was a, it was a wild, blast, dude. you know. That's crazy. But, I mean, I tell you what, I've gotten... I've ha- I've got some crazy stories, and I want to save some of those because uh, well, you know Gustavo, yeah, and I, I've been wanting to do a do a show with him, and then we can kind of go over experiences and stuff like that. <laughs> Just some crazy, that'd be cool. I mean, I've done 
well, I've been doing it for like 10 years. I'm done doing weddings now, but I, I've done over a hundred weddings yeah. in that time. You know, man, I met a lot of awesome people, you know, vendors and things crazy like that. Things as well. Oh Just... man. I think one of the best stories, man, the groom, and he was probably about your size. He was doing a keg stand by the end of the night. Jesus. It was nuts. I'm like, this was like a college party. I was supposed to be done at 11. It was like one o'clock in the morning. But these guys were awesome. There was no problems or anything yeah. like that. You know, good, usually hard, weddings, good, you don't run I would say that, good, but. harmless fun. I mean, obviously drinking's involved, but I mean, especially when there is drinking involved and there's not really anything that's like, uh, crazy happening because of the alcohol and stuff, you right. know, like good, harmless fun, you yep. know? Yep. Honestly. But... All right, man. Well, let's uh, talk a little bit about what you, you're you doing now. Um, Nobody wants to hear about me. Yeah, man. Well, at least I do and the one person that's in here, which is probably my phone right there, you know. <laughs> We're watching me watch you watch me. I've seen that TikTok. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah. So, I mean, we all grew up around video games. You're, I think you're just a little bit younger than me, not a whole lot. 32 but, years young. Okay, so you don't, you're only two years younger than me, but, you know, we grew up, I, you know, I remember playing NES, yeah, Sega, yeah. Super Nintendo, you know, that's kind of what we grew up on until, mm-hmm. you know, the N64, PlayStation 1. N64 was king, okay, point blank. Oh, you know what? Best games, 007 Goldeneye. Yep. Mario Kart. You can tell a lot about people by what games they pick. So continue. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, great. Um, you got to put Super Smash Brothers on there. The I, okay. ultimate first game. Um, let's see. Let me see if I can think of like a really a good one to kind of throw you. Um, God, I'm trying to remember. I feel like for Christmas one year I got Perfect Dark. Okay. And you That's had also to, made by. Uh, you had to have. Uh, what is the name of the developer? Uh, Starts with the R, isn't it? Yeah, but it's also made by the same people that made Goldeneye. Okay, that's what I was, what I was going with. Right, and then, you know, it. You know, have you gone back and played Goldeneye anytime in the last couple of years? I like on an N sixty four with the N sixty four controller. I I have, but it's been like a, well, I would say like three or four years. Okay, so when you went and played that, <laughs> you're like all like excited, like oh, nostalgia, yeah. and then you get on it, it's like. This feels so fucking weird. How the hell did I play on this controller? How how did we do it with one joystick? With like the the, the layout of the freaking N sixty four controller makes no sense. No, it's it like was the most uncomfortable made, thing, <laughs> you know. And it's like you're you're um you're holding it, like okay. So sometimes I got to put my hand up here. Sometimes up here, here, here. Yeah, like I don't, I don't there was understand. no efficient way. But it's not just that. It's like you start looking. It's like there was no ADS. Yeah, you don't think about that stuff. It's like this little circle on your screen. You kind of like move it around a little bit. Yeah, but like. I remember playing with my friends, having the greatest times. Yeah. It's like, don't look at my screen, damn it! The screen <laughs> you know peekers. That, you know that meme that I think everybody shares, and I swear to God, I get it at least once a month, where that person has that cardboard box and they have the, the split screen. Basically, I think it was Halo. I think that was like on the screen back then. But the, I get tagged in this, and I get sent it to me all the time, and they all go, "You look just like that person." And I'm just like, "Thanks." I, I hear this all the time. Like the side profile of that person's face just literally looks like mine. So. But yeah, the screen peeking was definitely a thing. You know, screen peekers suck. Nobody ever, don't ever do that. Okay. But so yeah, what was your what was your top three games on N sixty four? Top three? Uh, I'm talking about fun wise or just like campaign wise, like solo play wise. What do you mean? Well, overall, just, what was your overall best games? Like, if you could only have three games for the rest of my life, for I, the rest of your life, am on I the playing N64? by myself or do I have friends on this island Both. with me? You you oh, can have God. options. You can have options. Okay, so obviously, cream king of king of N sixty four was probably Goldeneye, hands yeah. down. Everybody loved it. Played countless hours of that game on there. Um, I would probably say Mario Kart as well. Uh, I would I'd probably give you a top five instead of a top three because that's just too hard for a top five or a top three for me. 
So Goldeneye, Mario Kart, Mario Party, okay, because that's versatile as well. Super Smash Bros. From when you get the screen peekers in N sixty four with with Goldeneye, and then probably final for campaign wise is Conquer's Bad Fur Day, which I do remember. No that little one. kids should be playing that game. I don't know why my mom allowed me to play that game, but yeah, I played it. It was that, a really really good game. That gets into the whole suggestive thing. Yeah, <laughs> yep, I remember that. But yeah, you like uh, you did mention something about Halo, and uh, obviously Xbox. They just had their twentieth anniversary. I got my Halo Two disc sitting over there. Man, you know, I'll be honest. When I was in that, I guess what would twenty years? I mean, you're talking two thousand one when the system came out. I remember um, Kmart Sterling had the had the consoles on display, mm-hmm. and they had an Xbox. And I can't remember what game it was. It was probably one of the original games for the Xbox. It was like these two alien-looking dudes. Yeah. I can't think of the name of it. I, I, I don't know, but it's like along the lines of like, it's not destroy all humans by any means, but like, no. I know what you're saying. It's a purple alien guy. I, yeah, I see yeah. it in my head, but I can't think of the name either. Yeah, but I remember that, but like the controller just felt weird. But like I, I went from NES, Super Nintendo, Sega, N64, PlayStation 1, PlayStation 2. No, no Dreamcast? No Dreamcast. No, no Game Boys? Okay, well, you're getting into handhelds now. <laughs> I, I wasn't including handhelds because you might have, you got your hand, you know, it's not like nowadays we're like a Switch where you've got the portable and you've got the dock. So it's kind of like both. Yeah. But yeah, of course. I remember getting <laughs> the, ne- uh, the, I guess it'd be neon purple, the clear Game Boy color. Yeah. For Christmas, what year was this? God, this is rich guys. I had I had the gray, old school black and white, like you know the screen. Oh no no, I had the box, <laughs> the four double A monster. <laughs> yeah, that that was my first Game Boy. But I remember get, the first one I got brand new for Christmas. I mean, I got some odd games. I mean, you look back now, it's like when you think Game Boy, Game Boy Color. Mm-hmm. What what is the first game you think about? Um, hands down, Pokemon. Of course, hands down. Of course. It was made for that handheld system. I think I had, I think I had red version too. <laughs> yep. Um, mine. My, my first one was yellow. I thought I was gonna say. I think yellow. Did yellow come out first, or was it red and blue? No, red and blue came out first. I think I had red, and then I, I had. I think it was. Yellow. It was probably about a year later, maybe. Yeah. Um, but then it was in Gen Two. I remember getting gold, gold version. That mm-hmm. was when I started hitting the Pokemon hard. I don't know if you remember on Q and Sterling. Mm-hmm. They had a Pokemon card lead, trading See, card lead. I, I didn't move out here until 2006, 2005. Well, it'd be something like uh, I think Toys R Us used to do it. I yeah. want to say they did like the trading card game and stuff like that. And let's not talk about how much some of these original packs are going for right Ridiculous. now. And I remember going into the dollar store, buying these packs for a dollar. I'm like, God, if I would have saved a few of the, like. It's unreal. Like, yeah. I've seen a first edition sealed booster box. The original set mm-hmm. sold for almost $400,000 at auction not that long ago. Somebody's like, oh, this guy's nuts. He, Why would you spend that much money on cards? Well, you think about it this way. If this guy hangs on to it another 10 years, that's probably going to be worth about 10 times that. Yeah. Because the longer it goes, because there's so many people doing all these like, these opening videos, and it's mm-hmm. freaking awesome. Like, don't get me wrong. <clears throat> if I could get my hands, if I had unlimited money, I can get my hands on a box. Yeah. <laughs> but at the same time too like pokemon's just on such a different level than like Yu-Gi-Oh and magic I mean, oh, there's people there they definitely have their following but like globally i think overall it's just still dominant you yeah, know when, you know whenever you think that everybody's thinking oh first edition charizard and stuff my first experience with pokemon was um the first pack i ever bought my well okay i didn't buy it my 
my mom bought it for me we'll say okay and uh we i had opened it my first pack i got a hollow blastoise okay it's respectable uh, and the card shop is like oh i'll give you like i think it was like 12 bucks for the card i'm like awesome so i bought three more packs mm-hmm. out of those three packs two more hollow blastoise yeah so i got three hollow blastoids in my first four packs of course i just sold them because i'm like oh i can get more cards Mm -hmm. instead of thinking about the hollow but i got really into the whole actual trading card game building decks and stuff i love the rocket sets yeah you know i had like uh the dark the dark blastoids and stuff i had a whole deck like that man i love that stuff and of course you had this guy that was probably like 40 something coming in with you know like four zapdos hitman chan hitman lee like a stacked deck just yeah. Just tearing up these 10-year-olds' like dreams by beating the hell out of them with these packs that Mommy. they... <laughs> <laughs> but that was basically how it started. So, God, this we're kind of going into a rant now here, aren't we? <laughs> but, yeah, we're digressing just a tad bit. <laughs> <laughs> I miss my childhood. I hate pills. <laughs> right? Don't grow up ever, kids. Never. <laughs> Any kids watching this. You hear that? <laughs> Yelling at my kids through the ceiling. Oh, there you go. Now they're gonna stomp around for you. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so let's uh, kind of jump into uh, your Twitch channel. I've I've watched you a few times. You've kind of progressed. You definitely have that personality to entertain, hey. and that's part of the reason I definitely <laughs> wanted to have you on the podcast because not everybody's good, you know, talking in general, especially when you put a camera in front of them or a mic up to their face. <laughs> no i mean if you're not watching the live stream then you guys don't know what the hell's going on but basically i just raised my hands like a uh, uh ricky bobby you know from talented good nights he's like i'm not sure what to do with my hands type thing but i mean I-, I feel like you came to the right place this is what i do for a living you see the setup you see what you see what i deal with my audio all the things i've been doing but at the very very beginning i literally was streaming out of my living room right above us off of a playstation 4 and I was just amazed as to how easy it was to go live. Because back in the day, uh, going live or like putting anything on YouTube or if you want to live stream or whatever, which wasn't really a thing back then, yep. it was such a pain in the butt. Okay, I still have my original Hogpog sitting up here, which is the recording software that you had to use because I kind of like like to kind of remind myself like how far everything has came, where I was and things like that. So it's like I still have that just as the reminder. Um, but... I like to tell everybody when they first start their Twitch stream, when they first start their streaming career, whatever it is, if if it's not streaming, if it's like you with your podcast right now, use what the hell you have. And we talked about your your board right here. We talked about, you know, some of the stuff that you have and we did some comparisons and things of that nature. Use what you have and kind of build on it if it's going somewhere. You know what I mean? Yeah. So don't be afraid. Like you you said off camera, oh, uh, yeah, this is what I'm using right now because of this, this, and this, and this. Use it. Who cares? If your content is there, if people are coming and they're watching your streams or if they're watching like the, the rebroadcast or listen to the podcast or whatever, then that's essentially what you're doing it for. You're doing yep. it for the audience. So there's there's no shame in it. Don't go out and invest thousands and thousands of dollars in something that you're not even 100% sure that you want to do. Yeah, yeah. And that's exactly how I started DJing. I didn't start with a huge system, you know, and I see some guys go out, they'll drop you know, five, six, seven thousand dollars on a system yeah. and then they don't care for it very much or they just don't have the personality for it. You know, you know, streaming like there's millions and millions of streamers per se, because everybody gets into it. Yeah. You know, I've tried doing it. It's just 
I guess I get focused on actually playing a game. It's kind of hard to interact with that type of environment. Mm -hmm. Um, I think like kind of like, and I'm sure you'll talk a little bit about it, how you've been more going into the actual, like, I guess, broadcasting, like, um, Rocket League. But now you ruined it. Yeah. (laughs) But we'll get into that. We'll get into that. But something like that. I think I would enjoy something like that. Um, Because I remember watching years and years ago, watching call of duty championships and stuff like that Mm -hmm. when skump was like literally just demolishing teams here and it's not like that anymore obviously he's probably going to retire relatively soon Uh, he was just streaming the new call of duty vanguard for like thirty thousand people streaming he will stick with that because he has got the personality He's cocky, but in the way that he is entertaining to watch. Well, I mean, it's like he has that skill set. He knows he's one of the greats in Call of Duty, and a lot of people go to his streams because he's one of the greats in Call of Duty. Right. So they want to see that top tier gameplay, you know, from from a really really good Call of Duty. Exactly. Player. You know, it's the same thing. And people watch streamers for whatever reason it is. Yeah. I used to make fun of people watching streamers. Like yeah. not even lying to you. I remember my good friend Tanner. He would sit there, and when it was just in TV, it wasn't even Twitch at this point. Uh, essentially, he would sit there, and I'm like, "Why are you watching this person play this game for?" <laughs> and then, like when he told me, it made sense. But still, I was like, "Whatever, idiot!" Like, the, <laughs> what, like why would you watch somebody do something that you can go into yourself? And that's usually what parents are telling their kids: Why are you watching somebody play a video game? Why can't you? Why can't you go out and play the video game I yourself? Have, I, and I'm like, then it's like, well. Why are you watching them play football? Exactly. Because well, those are really good players. Yeah. It's the same, the same deal. Concept. And not every Twitch, you know, I've seen, you know, Twitch streamers, they suck. Yeah. I mean, they'll get two kills. They'll go two and 30, but, it's, but they're entertaining. Yeah. It's about the entertainment factor. And that's something that people miss. It's like a lot of people that go live, like on Twitch, they just think that it's like a quick, quick, get rich, quick scheme. Number one. Number two, they think it's just going to be super, super easy, which it's not. No. And then number three, they just think that like, Everyone's going to come to their stream. It's it's not like that. What people fail to realize is that you have to, you're entertaining people. This is an entertainment industry. Right. Literally, that's what people are coming to your channel for. Not to watch you play a game. They can do that anywhere. They can right. watch anybody play a game. They can go watch a YouTube video or whatever, YouTube live stream, Facebook live stream, whatever. They're coming to your channel for you and your personality. Yep. And that's something that a lot of people fail to realize early on. Yep. They just think that they're just going to come here. And get all the success and stuff, and it's not like that. Starting out, I literally streamed to one, two, three people, like you said, with your phone. Yeah, your phone, your tablet, and you have, you know, you convince like, you know, one of your friends to exactly. just keep their say, TV on so that gonna, you have yeah. viewers. You I know, I was gonna say I had me, I had my laptop, that was two viewers, yep. okay, and then I had my brother-in-law <laughs> sitting there watching, like, had a tab open for me while we played games together. And that's how they all start, you know. Yeah. It's there's no shame in that. You kind of, you know, you gotta just make it be something that you want i see a lot of streamers and they want to try and do multiple games but it doesn't usually work for them you know until you get to the level where you're a streamer and people are coming to your stream to watch you not the game that you're playing they don't care if you're playing fortnite call of duty halo forza they don't care what you're playing but they're coming to your stream now you can you got to find a game that you enjoy because you do not want to get popular playing a game that you despise because then okay oh if i go play fortnite i've got 100 viewers if i go play call of duty i've got three yeah but i hate fortnite i can't stand it but now you're forcing yourself it's a job it's Mm -hmm. not fun anymore that's why i said with this podcast i want it i don't it's not gonna be i'm not trying to make money i i want to enjoy it i want to get everybody's message out you know business owners entrepreneurs 
things of that nature, you know, especially nonprofits and things like that, because I want to build an audience that will come and listen. Hopefully I can actually make this a weekly podcast. Yeah. You know, it might be something where eventually I will have to just start doing this myself. I have no problem talking by myself, um, but it definitely makes for a good conversation and more outreach, outreach, you know, like do would I love to talk to somebody that has 2000 Facebook friends? Of course, because that's more outreach. You know, I, I have almost 2000 Facebook friends. <laughs> there you go. But that's, well, I'm not getting at that point, but, I'm just saying, that. Know, I'm just saying. but it has to be people that I want to have a discussion with at the same time, because, um, you know, even if it's a heated discussion, yeah. I'm totally fine with that. I would rather have a one-on-one conversation, even if it's about something that I do not think is right like you know politics i'm not gonna get into politics but for example like if you have your belief i have my belief i would rather have a discussion like this yeah and i've had awesome conversations with people but you can't do that on social media because everybody text gets interpreted wrong yeah you know everybody texts nowadays who how often do you answer your phone all the time (laughs) yeah me too (laughs) but for real though like everybody texts nowadays like I kind of miss the days when it was like 25 cents a text message to send and receive Damn, because people dude. didn't do it. You used to have to wait until seven o'clock to call nine o'clock, whatever. Yeah. I remember that. I actually forgot about that. That's like a suppressed memory. Yeah. Me and Marshall were talking about that a couple <laughs> weeks ago, but yeah, that's exactly it. Like talking on the phone to somebody, you know, you, um, you can convey emotion better talking to somebody than over text because you can say something because Nobody knows how to do any type of punctuation, so you don't know, is that, is that a question? Is that a statement? Do you well, hate think, me? Are you like mad the, at me? I feel like the biggest thing that gets lost in transition is just sarcasm in general. You oh, know, God, a, a yeah. lot of people just like always like, I, I meant it as in a sarcastic way. Like, like That's why I kind of get into a habit of now just putting something like in brackets of like, oh, parentheses, I should say. I'm sorry, English teachers everywhere that just cringed. Uh, basically, sarcasm, put sarcasm in, in parentheses, you know what yep. I mean? So. Yeah, I mean, that's, I think like that's the biggest thing, and that's where a lot of arguments get misconstrued into what they are. Yeah, and, you know, we, we, can't, we can't blame ever, you know, politicians on division, because I think this is primarily what it is, is it's just because people are talking over text and over a computer instead of having conversations, and obviously the last year and a half made, made talking face-to-face a lot more difficult for yeah, a lot yeah, of people, of you know, hopefully we're getting in a better direction for that, but I enjoy having discussions and communicating with people, even if they have different ideas than I do, because even though I might not see it their way, they might still make some good points and it makes you think, and it goes both ways at the same time. I mean, you have to be, ultimately it comes down to this. You have to be open-minded. You can't be closed-minded when it comes to a conversation, when it comes to a topic. You have to be able to listen to that person. And like you said, they're going to have good points that you're not going to know the answer to necessarily. And nobody is going to be right or wrong unless you're totally on a topic that I don't even want to get into. But unless you're totally on you know certain topics where there is a right and wrong. Right. But when it comes to politics, I mean, everything is just blue or yellow. You know, it doesn't even matter. Right. You know, ultimately. So be open-minded and kind of be able to swallow your pride too when, whenever somebody eat, like proves you wrong or something. Right, so. right. And you know what? Sometimes, you know, ignorance is not necessarily a bad thing, you know, because you believe something because that's how you were taught or that's what you had learned over the years. Yeah. And somebody's like, oh, no, but this is how this is. Oh, I didn't. You know, you're, you're going to be kind of irritated, pissed off at first because, okay, I didn't know that. this. I just spent the last 10 years believing it was this way, yeah. but now it's a different way. But at least, you know, you got to kind of give that time to open up to learn more about it. Yeah. And, um, you know, 
when it comes to the, you know what you believe and what you like don't like you know video games is a perfect example about that mm-hmm. you know i've seen you do a lot more rocket league stuff is there like any i mean have you tried the new halo multiplayer now i, I mean, just, know it just dropped <laughs> i heard i started hearing about this i listen to other podcasts um another good one uh one you want to look up i know you don't really play much call of duty anymore but uh the drop shot podcast mm-hmm. they start going over a lot of stuff especially Warzone stuff. drop shot podcast the drop shot i have po- heard of it before though i listen to them they're a couple times a week usually that they're yeah. that they post up and Listen, I'm, I'm gonna go on record and say i don't necessarily hate call of duty i love call of duty i love call of duty as a franchise but it, it comes into the same uh, uh category as i am a father okay so i don't have time to sit here and chase the meta and grind a glial and then basically next week when the patches come out uh, the glial is pretty much we're nerfed. talking black ops one here ladies and gentlemen i mean even warzone <laughs> glial was, was popular in okay warzone. yeah i okay. guess they did have that one so yeah. so essentially what i'm trying to say is like i don't have time to sit here and grind a gun every single freaking night when it's good the meta is going to change to back to the mp5 back to a shotgun now back to this back to that and like essentially the sniper <laughs> rifle is good now but now i gotta grind for this certain barrel in order for the sniper rifle to be good you know, it's, i can't and it, I, I don't have time it's for hor- that it's horrible I, what, now. what happened to the good old days where i literally can just pick up a weapon a famas an m16 m4 whatever it comes yep. down to you know i love modern warfare 2 that's why i'm making all these references back to modern warfare 2 so see and my whatever happened to the good old days yeah. though where i could just pick up a weapon essentially and just the weapon has these certain stats on it and that was it Attachments, but at the, at the same time, too, it had attachments, but it only had, let's say, a dozen oh, or so attachments. A red you dot know? or suppressor. Red dot, you know, okay, well, I guess I really got more into, like, Black Ops 2 and stuff like that, and you had stuff like Quick Draw and stuff. It did certain things, but it wasn't overly complicated, and I think that's what made Call of Duty so popular is because it was simple. Now, like, I have been playing Vanguard. I've probably logged 10 hours. I've been trying to use this burst gun that they got. Mm-hmm. I've almost got it maxed out. But I've put probably eight hours of playtime into that gun. It's still not max level. And that's what I'm trying to say. It's like man. 70 it's like, levels a, now. And I'm a, like, yeah. like, I was listening to Marksman the other day, and he's like, yeah, I'm going through it. He, he's taken about seven, eight hours without double X, weapon XP to max out a gun. And he is one of the best players, yeah. but definitely one of the best search players that's out there. You know, this guy will drop 30, 30 bombs in search. Yeah. Not even blinking twice. But it's like, you shouldn't have to do that. I, I am more of a casual player. Like, sometimes, will I have, like, a day off, I have nothing else to do, and grind for seven or eight hours? Yeah, mm-hmm. I'll have those same times. But then I could go a month without playing. But it does suck, because then you can't enjoy it, and skill, skill-based matchmaking yep. makes it even worse. But that seems to be more of a thing in all gaming. But getting back to Halo, I haven't tried the new one. Um, I did do the beta, the tech preview one that they had. Mm-hmm. Played a few hours. I had some fun. Yeah, Visibility was really good. That's one thing that Call of Duty has been having a problem. I know we kind of talked about that where uh, in Battlefield where it's the same thing where players on both sides are the, they look exactly the same so there's no mm. factions or whatever so you don't know who's who is that a teammate is that an enemy what am i looking at here okay so here's my hot take on, on uh, halo okay like you said it just came out last night i probably played three four hours of it tops okay i did two probably two and a half hours of it on stream just because i was like hey let's play it on stream i have a lot of halo heads that are friends they came into the stream probably had like about 10 viewers average okay yeah um so my hot take on Halo, they have audio issues. You literally cannot hear somebody behind you, okay? Like if somebody's coming up on you to like kind of melee you. Yep. Whereas beforehand, you had that. And I have good headphones. It's not like we have bad headphones nowadays. Everybody has a good pair of headphones. So the audio issues in the game are a thing. Um, I was using mouse and keyboard. Okay, everybody's talking about going back to... Uh, we could get into the controller versus keyboard debate if you want to. <laughs> we'll do that later. But let me give you my hot take first on Halo. Yeah. 
Uh, so Halo itself, it felt good. It was nostalgic. But like you said, you kind of run into this issue where you don't know who's on your team because of the fact that they came out with skins that you can buy from like the professional teams, FaZe, Cloud9, uh, G2, uh, Fnatic. They all have their personal suit, you know, their right. body armor or whatever. So I ran into a problem last night where I was playing on the blue team and somebody on the blue team, or sorry, somebody on the red team was wearing a blue armor, you know, the Cloud9 right. armor or whatever. Um, and that person I thought was on my team, and they were like right next to me, right next to me, and essentially just kind of killed me. And I was like, "What the hell?" And then it happened to me on the red side as well, uh, where we were playing on the red team. Somebody was using the you know phase red armor, which looks dope by the way. Um, and basically, that person killed me. And I was just like, "What the hell? Like, why is that a thing? Like, why can't they just like have a home versus away uniform or a red versus blue uniform type thing?" So that's the issue right now with that. Or why can't the visual be different for enemy teams? That would be a fix, but oh, then yeah. you know, because then your team and yourself is going to see you as you are. But other pl- now, there's probably a lot more to it than just a simple. I mean, flip no, the switch, because no, but- listen, listen, Rocket League has that. It's called Bacchus Mod, and basically, what I see on my screen, I could have whatever customization, whatever options I want to, whatever skin I want to, on my end, and in the game, whatever game skin that that is, that's what that's what everybody else sees. Yeah. So I mean, the, I think the technology is there. You can definitely do that. No, it's something they should probably look into, but obviously audio is going to be a huge thing that you're going to want to fix because um, I played the Vanguard beta, and that was definitely a huge issue. I mean, there was no... It wasn't so much the footstep audio. It was like the ambient noises, explosions. Like, somebody could shoot you in the back, and you will not hear their gunfire. Now, they yeah. did make a big... It's a lot better. Gunplay is really good. There is a crap ton of stuff they need to fix. I don't know if you've seen you're you, you go through TikTok now and again, I'm sure. Oh yeah, every once in a while. Or you might have seen it on Twitter or something. Did you see the clip somebody posted with the shotgun on um Das House, the real tiny their version of shipment, whatever. Um somebody got a thirty three second nuke. Hmm, no, I didn't see that. Thirty three seconds. I think I did hear about that. I do remember people talking about it. You will it. probably this just was just a, it went viral like a day or two ago. Okay. Um but you'll I'm sure you'll eventually see it. It's nuts. Literally 30 kills <laughs> yeah. in 33 seconds. Yeah. That's how, like, the shotguns are stupid right now, and that's, that's the how, problem. That's the, the problem with shotguns in general with any game. You think Fortnite, you think Call of Duty, you think, you know, I think Apex does a pretty decent job of balancing what shotguns really should be. You that's know the I mean? one game that I have not played. The people I've talked to said it's kind of the, it's kind of like that Fortnite where it's been out for a while now so it's like kind of hard to really get into it because like Fortnite at the building is i disagree i mean any game that you want to put time into you're going to be good at you just have to put the time into it to be good at it right apex is one of those games where it's like you could have a friends list where if they played for a long time fortnite's different fortnite like you said the building aspect that's just that's oh my god it's ridiculous some right. some some of the things I, I love fortnite personally i have loved fortnite i played it since launch since it first came out as far as like the battle royale goes so i mean i can attest that fortnite's just a, on a whole nother level as far as skill set goes right there's a skill gap it's not yeah. like you know call of duty and even halo where the skill gap is a lot smaller you can get better yeah but there's still a cap on it yeah you know and that's when you know you were talking about the whole mouse first keyboard mm-hmm. you know the you know pc players are gonna say okay well the controllers they have aim assist mm-hmm. so that's what it is oh if i get stunned on keyboard and mouse i can't move i don't have aim assist i get that but at the same time too these pc players can use a controller and get aim assist 100 oh, and i think that is a huge like i have a problem usually when i play pc players 
um, because at the same time too, they do have a lot of them do have a better advantage because higher resolution, higher frames. Um, you know, this is not even including if they're using a controller and they get aim assist. But all those little things that you know you might think these milliseconds make much of a difference, but, but they do. that can make it a huge difference. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, like you're using your thumb. I've tried keyboard and mouse. I was more PC when I you know was younger, but this was back age of empires you know i i would play hours and hours on that that's different yeah that's different but that's a different you know different game but Mm -hmm. you know in a game where you're multiplayer and you're playing against people in real time that's where it gets frustrating when you're playing against pc players and you know even on my i'm not the greatest player i'm an average player i go more you know i don't really like dom too much but hard point and stuff like that where i like going objective based Skill-based matchmaking kind of ruined that because even an average player, I'll get put with crap teammates, and then I will get put against Optic and FaZe put together, you know, <laughs> on the other side. That's what it seems anyways. Or, you like, I'm having a good game. I have two minutes of hill time. I've got 60 kills, it's but just, yeah. we lose massively because they're feeding them streaks, and I can't do anything about it. Yeah, I mean that's the, that's the frustrating part about like playing by yourself, and that's where we revert back to Apex, where Apex is one of those games where it doesn't really matter how good you are as an individual player for the most part. Um, you cannot play that game by yourself. You have to kind of have a squad going into that. You know what I mean? Right. It's it's a it's a good game. Don't get me wrong, but the reason why I stopped playing it was because of the fact that I didn't have a squad and I was playing with randoms. And that you, there's so many games that are like that, and it sucks. Yeah. And then you know, if you want to do like uh, like a, I don't know if Apex would have like a free for all type deal, which I guess in battle royals it's like a yeah. solo kind of thing. But you know, stuff like that. You know, usually if you're playing by yourself, once. you can. Um, uh, let's see here. I think Black Ops Two had what Mercenary Mosh Pit. I don't know if Modern Warfare had that or not. Where basically just random people yeah. going in making teams. That could Which be I like fun. Those, yeah, and Rocket League had that too, but they actually took it away like last year. I, I actually like those kind of game modes too because it's like it's you're not bringing a squad that you know a squad's just going to come through and just wipe out the whole entire lobby, right. and you guys are going to have like forty wins, you know, win streak or whatever, and you know you guys are gonna have a great night because you guys are winning and stuff like that, of course. But at the same time, like it adds a little bit more of a competitive aspect to it because you can kind of see where you are as far as the skill set goes too. Right. But Rocket League seems to do a little bit better as far as like ranked play from what I've seen. Yeah. Um, I mean, I've played a few hours of Rocket League. It is fun mm-hmm. um, watching, you know, even you play or some of these more competitive players. It's nuts the kind of stuff they can do. I'm like, I can't even hit the damn ball. You guys are flying from one side to the other yeah. like it's nothing. And I'm like... This is nuts. And I mean, Rocket League's been around for a while I was going to say, now. I think Rocket League's been out since like 2015. I, I, I want to say it's like probably that. been around five, six years yeah, or something I wanna like say, that. I, I want to say 2015. And honestly, what really attracted me to Rocket League was, like you said, the simplicity of it. But then also in the same tongue, the complexity of it. You know what I mean? So like... It, it, it can be as simple as you and your, your your buddies going into a lobby and just kind of hitting the ball around and just trying to score a goal. And then when you score a goal, it's like super, super exciting. Um, but like you said, when you start watching them at the pro level, some of the stuff that they do, the flip resets, the freaking double taps, the, the, the flicks and everything of that nature, you're like, well, how do I do that? Yeah. Like, or somebody thinks, oh, this is easy. I can go in and do that kind of stuff. And then it's like, it's not. And I'm going to say this like straight up rocket league is the best game for esports, hundred percent. Oh, I love watching it. It's, 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 um, 
it's kind of like an open game where you know like you're saying anybody can get in and play it if you mm-hmm. wanted to but it is kind of that game where you can sit and watch competitive games yeah. you know especially when you get into teams and it's you it's know the, it's the easiest esport to kind of get up pick up and play to pick up and watch if you're at the bar you know what i mean I can see it like popping off over in England at the pub or something like yeah. that, where the, these guys have Manchester U versus, you know, what I mean, like then you have you you have your EU your whole series and stuff like that. But like anyway, it's seriously you, you can sit there and you can just tell somebody you cheer for orange or you cheer for blue, right? You, you know what I mean? What's the objective of the game? You have to hit the ball into the net, right? Like, you know what I mean? It's it's, a, it's, it's similar to soccer, right? You know what I mean? Right. It's it's super super simple to understand. Whereas like a League of Legends that has millions and millions of viewers all the time when the League of Legends there's championship comes way out. way more to that. There's it's the so heroes, there's the lanes, there's the bots, there's the towers, there's everything else that goes yeah. into League of Legends. Call of Duty is the same way, what guns people use, and then it comes down to the skill set, the bomb sites, the call outs, and things of that nature. Well, I think I think at the same time too, Call of Duty is still pretty simple when yeah, you're watching but, competitive. Um, because a lot of times, you know, you have a set where these players are all going to use the same classes typically. I liked Black Ops 3. I don't know if you watched any competitive from Black Ops 3, how they had the ban and protect system. I thought that was that worked great. So because, Rainbow Six type thing. You know, yeah. So basically what it does is, you know, you, you know, you get the teams come in and say you're playing against Scump. I seen a team that went in and they banned all the subs. <laughs> they banned every single sub yeah. to just throw him off. And obviously in that game you had the HVK, which was kind of that... Had a fire ha, faster fire rate with lower damage, but it was good low, uh, close range. So you know everybody just flipped over to that. But yeah, so going back to like Rocket League, but like I don't know if you heard about it, but I believe it's in Toronto. They are currently building an esports arena mm-hmm. that will hold, I believe it's five thousand people. Obviously, it's going to get used for other stuff like concerts and stuff like that. But it is primary and uh, primarily an esports arena. And the comments. When I think it was TSN, which is Canada's version of ESPN, um, they they posted their article on it. So many people, like, oh, this is ridiculous! Playing video game, blah blah blah. I'm like, no, they don't understand. This is the future. Yeah, this is 100. Oh, you can't make money doing this kind of stuff. I'm like, there is pro players that not even including what they make from actually competing, but like they're streaming. Their you know sponsors are ridiculous. Yeah. You know, look at Ninja when he went over to Mixer. What did he make? Like. 25 30 million dollars he was over there for a couple months and yeah. then they shut down and back on twitch kind of thing like the obviously the average person is not gonna just blow up and suddenly have ten thousand viewers yeah. average you know i'm sure if you got to that like if you suddenly got rated by some big streamer and suddenly you went up to ten thousand viewers you You'd probably freaking freeze up. You would not know what to do. I mean, like I, your adrenaline would start pumping. You I, would go nuts. I think the the most people I had in my chat before was like, I want to say eighty something. That's still crazy though. And yeah, I mean it's nuts because if you sit there and you think about it, if you if you take eighty something people and put them in an open room and it's just you <laughs> in front of a camera and sitting there trying to like you know entertain people that you can't even see the reaction, their facial features and things of that nature. Yeah, it's it's nuts to think about. But then my point is, is like. You're talking about like trying to keep up with the chat with just ten thousand people. I couldn't There's even do no it way. with like eighty people. No, and that's what I'm trying to and say. And even if you get like you know fifteen or twenty people that are real chatty with each other, even that could start getting kind of Confusing. excessive yeah. to try and keep up with, especially depending on what game you're playing. Yeah. And you know you got some people that play games that you know it doesn't require a ton of attention. You know whether you know Pokemon's a great example of that something that doesn't you know require a bunch of uh, attention. But you get into some of those FPS games or even Rocket League, you can't take your screen. 
your eyes off a game to read chat for a couple of minutes. Yeah, you know, and that that's what people need to kind of understand where, like, the streamer is – they have a duty to do, and that's like, you know, play the game, obviously, because they're trying to provide that entertainment for you guys. But at the same time, people are kind of um, impatient, and they want that – immediate reaction from that person oh hey blah 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 welcome to the chat you know thank you for the follow thank you for the sub you know they want that immediate interaction that immediate recognition you know right off the rip right so i mean that's where it's like of, if you want to donate 500 bucks i will shout you out right away well i mean like that's that's the thing we're kind of like you know people uh they want that instant gratification i guess you want to say and sometimes you don't get that you know, and so they reach out and they try to do things like that, donate 500 bucks, which has never happened to me before. It's right. literally few and far between when something like that happens. I think I got last night 10 bucks donated to me from one of my friends that lives over in uh, uh, St. Louis. And I was just like, wow, dude, thank you. Like, I didn't expect that at all. Right. You know, and like, I don't expect that. Nobody should expect to make any money whatsoever, like you just right. said with your podcast earlier. Nobody should expect that whatsoever. It's not a get rich quick scheme. It's not. It's literally like I've been doing it for four years. You right. Know what I mean, and at first, I started off with just sitting there, like I said, in my living room, playing on my PlayStation and just playing Fortnite. And that's what I was doing. And I was trying to keep up with chat and I was doing that. And like I said, really wasn't that many viewers, so it was easier to do so. And now I kind of switched over to the broadcasting stuff, to the podcasting stuff, and just like to the more entertainment side of things. Because I seen, I was like, hey, this, this broadcasting, you know, casting Rocket League, has really brought out like a different kind of my personality right. as well as my creativity. You know what I mean? And people love it. I get, I get so much positive feedback from it. People that like, I uh, I upload my stuff to like Facebook and stuff, like my my old VODs and stuff like that, videos, for those of you that don't, don't know what VODs are. <laughs> uh, so I upload that stuff to like Facebook and YouTube and stuff. Literally right before you came over, I sent that video over to somebody and they were like, I like what I see. I kind of want to hire you for a gig. Let's get together next week for a meeting. And I was right. just like, lit, cool. I could definitely do that. And then I have people from work come up to me like, dude, I had no idea what the hell Rocket League was, but you made it hella entertaining. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Dude, and I like I said, I've watched some of your streams. I try to more, but like like you said, usually a lot more late night streams it's a little harder for me to get on sometimes but it's no problem if i'm able to get in man i i sell sitting there you know even if i'm like half asleep whatever but yeah i mean you've got hey. the personality for that and you know enough about the game that you're able to do that because i wouldn't be able to you know stream something like now call of duty i could probably do a little bit more because i've got a little more play time in that yeah. but with the whole video game stuff i'm not as versed in that kind of stuff um to do like live commentary on something like that could i collab Learn, like yeah. that you know that's definitely a possibility when you're doing that whenever you you know look at any type of football there's usually two collaborations yeah. two three or four more it, yeah, there's a conversation doing, that goes uh, on about it and then you can have different inputs different opinions uh mixed in with it and that's what makes it entertainment so something that i learned is literally there's something called a play-by-play -play commentator and there's something called a color commentator and there's kind of like a hybrid in between both yep so i mean this is just you know for pretty much all casters you know whether it's football basketball baseball whatever uh you know there's always that person that's kind of like oh uh, here comes the pitch wound up and uh three outs you know things of that nature and yeah. then you got the person that's like oh yeah you guys remember back in 67 when uh, this person pitched a no hitter like you you have the two people that are basically you know they're they're a team 
And like that's what that is. It's it's a play by play caster and it's a it's a color caster essentially. It's trying to keep the chat going, give that person a break, get some water, do whatever. Right. So I'm trying to work more towards that. A lot of my recent YouTube uploads that I have done are me co casting, so I show that I have that skill set and that ability to do so, which is kinda of like a podcast and yep. you're kinda of giving back and forth. Um so literally I'm trying to plan more of those and like I was just like you said, you don't check your phones, but like I'm like no, I'm on my phone like quite a bit, but I'm doing several other different things. Right. Um, so sometimes, like, I forgot your message. <laughs> I thought I replied back to you, but I never did. So I apologize. But, like, no. Uh, so I'm trying to set up something for tomorrow, actually, for a co-casting gig with me and my, one of my friends that we have worked together beforehand in the past. That's yeah. where I was kind of going with that. And I know kind of digressed a lot, but I'm sorry. No, man, that's fine. So, uh, yeah, I mean, it's just, you know, making connections and stuff like that, too, is, is a huge thing. So. Oh, yeah, for sure. But, yeah, I don't know if we've mentioned it, but it's twitch.tv slash Whoops you gaming. No, just whoops you. We see I rebranded. A lot of people <laughs> Okay, a lot whoops of, you. Yeah, a lot of people like uh it used to be whoops you gaming. And this is something I wanted to talk about on the podcast as well. Yeah. It's very, very, very important, I feel like, to kind of have the handles on all social media for whatever brand you're trying to build. Oh, you gotta have the same. So one hundred percent. Exactly. What's the word I'm looking for here? The uh I don't know. Um, basically, it all has to be the same. So Twitch, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, whatever you're trying to do, make sure that that name is available in some sort of format as close as possible. Right. And you want it to be exact. So like my Twitter, for example, is still Whoopshoe Gaming. The person that controls Whoopshoe hasn't been active on there since like 2005 or 2015. So they need to do a purge like they did on Xbox. Yeah, like something like that. Back. Yeah. So I'm waiting. Some Chinese lady that's just holding on to it hasn't posted since like 2015. So I'm waiting for that. And then Whoopshoe on Twitch was actually available. So I was like, I don't really like the Whoopshoe gaming thing. It's not really a good brand. It's just kind of like I'm well, limiting myself to gaming. Exactly. You know what I mean? So like, exactly. And that's not what I really want to limit myself to. So really, really think about what kind of name you want to have and what you kind of want to represent. Right. And that's kind of why I went with the whole Idol Chatter podcast. The Idol kind of comes off of the my last name, obviously. because um, oh, I get, wait. I never yeah. thought about that. I get, I get it. <laughs> all the time you know telemarketers and stuff like this so you know they say idol i'm like there's no l in this damn name yeah but yeah i got that and the whole idle chatter you know you can actually there is an actual definition for it and it's just basically random talking yeah and it makes sense and that's exactly the whole thing because there is no one specific topic that i want to keep to because i can be all over the place mm -hmm. you know and like we have been exactly <laughs> exactly i mean i think we've stuck a little bit more to um the gaming aspect of it yeah and i definitely wanted to focus more on kind of what you do um but you know i i think you really enjoy it and you know it's not something you, you're not doing this full time obviously you're no. probably a ways off you know yeah. you know at the same time too you probably would like to do it full time but at the same time too i don't think you want to get to the point where it's a job and now you're forced to do it because that's your source of income you yeah. know you want you still want to have fun doing this there's there there's a, a definite like a balance to it because the more time I spend on stuff I want to do, it takes more time away from my family and stuff. Would I like to do it full time? Yes, a hundred percent. I would like to, but at the same time, like you said, I want to be able to enjoy it and do it do it full time. That's where I think me switching over to casting and stuff like that really kind of I enjoy doing casting. Right. You know what I mean? I went from just basically sitting here gaming on hours on end, hoping that somebody would raid me with a big viewer count or somebody would donate some money or whatever to actually doing something that I'm enjoying and something that I'm good at. You know what I mean? Something that brings out that creativity in me. And basically, when I go live now, it's not like, 
oh man, what am I going to do now? You know? Right. It's like, all right, let's do this. But if you're casting an event, you know, whether it be Rocket League or if you get into anything else, any other type of games, you know, you know, okay, this tournament's from seven to nine o'clock and that's your window. It makes it a lot easier, especially with a family. And trust me, I completely understand to be able to, okay, this is when it is, you know, like you said, it's not, you are just you know, I'm doing a 24-hour stream today kind yeah. of thing. You know, everybody's probably attempted to do that. Most people don't succeed. I don't think I've ever even attempted to because I just don't... Ha- it's not feasible for me. Right. It's it's really not. Like, uh, getting these guys to school and stuff like that. Right. Like you yep. hear... Have pr- probably heard that bump just beforehand. You hear how active, you know, the kids are and stuff like that. And it's... I'm not trying to say it's not possible with kids. I'm trying to say it's a lot harder because you should put your kids first. You should have them be a priority, you know, to a certain extent, of course. Right. You know, you, of course, you need your time and you need to obviously focus on your craft and things of that nature. But at the same time, it's not their fault that, you know, they're here on this earth. It's your right. responsibility. It's ours. And you, you know? got to work around it. Like I said, I don't, I mean, I've got kids. Little noise. It's not. I'm not worried about it. I'm not trying to entertain a hundred thousand people here or anything like that you know but uh you know if you look at i'm sure you go on twitch you probably spend some time just like have a stream going on in the background or whatever but yeah you know you people always look when you're looking on twitch most people are looking at like the top 10 you know games or whatever that's being streamed currently you know usually in the top five you have just talking like you have people doing kind of stuff that we're doing and those are the people that everybody's watching because podcasts are really starting to blow up right now because people consume a lot of media but it's not as much video media anymore because people will typically not spend as much time they won't they're not going to watch a 20 or 30 minute video like this you know it might get some views but it's not going to be on the level that an audio would have because people you know you know if somebody's got a one or two hour commute to work every day and stuff like that um your phone's like popping off right now with some hearts and stuff <laughs> he's like what <laughs> yeah i think it's broken but um <laughs> yeah i don't know what that was but it's probably my phone's all dead no they're out there laughing they're throwing laughing emojis on there so i mean i think they see us you know what i mean people yeah. are just interacting you know throwing some throwing some love out there yeah you know, thank you for the love guys yeah so but I mean, it's just. No, oh, we have been getting some comments. See, see what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> it's not coming up on this. Whatever. I have been ignoring people, but you know what? I think Marshall's Marshall's in there too. He said a few things. Do Canadians get the same games as as, as can Americans do? Is that what he said? Yeah. <laughs> Cross country platform. Oh my God, Marshall. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. What's my COD, Katie? We're just seeing all these questions. Our, our apologies, guys. Yeah, I should have had this scrolled down. I, I should have been doing a little bit better than that. I couldn't even tell you what that. my COD KDR is because I really haven't played COD. And I, I gave it a chance. I gave Warzone a chance. But like I said, I, I just could not chase a meta the whole entire time. And on, and on top of that, like I literally <laughs> genuinely fell in love with Rocket League. It really is a, a, such a good, good game. Um it's 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 a pick up and play game, but at the same time, it gives you that sense of like, man, I really want to get good with it. Yeah. But, but at the same time, like you know, Call of Duty still has a love in, in, in my heart and stuff. But I just really, what ultimately pisses me off about Call of Duty is that literally they come out with a new one every single freaking year. It's the same thing with Madden and 2K and 
FIFA, you know, it's the same thing. It's like it's literally copy and paste. What features can they add? What guns can they add? A little bit of tweak of this map here and there. It's just kind of like a rehash of, you know, the same thing every time. And it just kind of frustrates and pisses me off that people pay 60 bucks every time. And that's why these companies do it. Yeah. Yeah. But I think I think we are within the next few years going to see an end to that whole $60 price tag. It's kind of been going in that direction. I mean, you got Halo that's already basically been they're the pretty much the first big you know big studio to do that i know i think they are still charging for like the campaign or whatever yeah i think so which, you've which, got, which makes sense because that actually is you have to pay writers and you know the, the people that do the graphics and things of that nature that keep you yeah. entertained and voice like, acting and all yeah, that the kind voice of stuff. acting yep. and stuff that makes sense to me yep. so um i think warzone kind of did it as well i think that was free to play for the longest time well, yeah, and that, I mean, they are supposed to be, what is it, the end of the month or the first part of the next month, they're supposed to be dropping the new map for Warzone, that's when they integrate everything, and that's when they got the whole, uh, what is it, Ricochet, anti-cheat, I don't know if you heard too much about that, I don't know how well that's going to work, and that's, God. I didn't play a whole lot of Warzone, I <laughs> and that's what, just a handful, I still ran but, into cheaters. But that's what that's what pissed me off ultimately about Warzone too was that you're sitting here, you're paying this big company all this money, and you, you're failing to essentially cater to your community who is crying out to you saying there's a problem with cheaters, there's a problem with cheaters, there's a problem with cheaters, and these guys are just sitting here on the stack of money, the billions of dollars that you guys are giving them a month and not doing anything, refusing to do anything with it. And that's where Fortnite kind of gets separated from that. These guys get banned, literally, I think even might even be hardware banned from Fortnite like almost instantly during right. the game when they get reported by certain people. You know what I mean? So it's like... I don't understand how Call of Duty, the, as much as success as it had, as much success as Warzone has had and still continues to have, how they can't come up with, uh, with a solution. Well, I mean, as long as they're still making money, you know, that's what matters. You know, when yeah, you had some but, of the big streamers like, uh, what is it, Tim Tatman, Nick you know, Merckx, Tim Merckx, Tatman, yep. uh, Dr. Disrespect. You know, when you they know. got sick of it and they just left and went and played apex it was like literally the next day they're like oh we just banned four hundred thousand accounts i'm like the free-to-play game that doesn't really matter yeah and that's not gonna that, be they banning came, those they, they came out with an anti-cheat that got hacked again within like the first couple hours of, be, of it being out and that's the thing is that fortnite has an anti-cheat valorant has an anti-cheat apex legends has an anti-cheat it's like all these games have these anti-cheat softwares that are initially how why can't call of duty figure it out you know, that's a good question. It's a rhetorical question. But, it's a I rhetorical mean, question. It, yeah, but at the same time, too, I mean, these other games, they, you know, people will slip through the cracks. It's yes, probably still it's not, not on the level that, you know, somebody can just go and pay 10, 20 bucks for, you know, a cheat, and you know, hacks or whatever, you know, and that's what the problem is. And I think that crossplay definitely brought a lot more of that to light for the whole Call of Duty scene. Because now that other players are playing with each other, and I believe on Warzone, unless you're on PlayStation, it's all cross-bad play. I don't think you have the option unless you're on PlayStation. I'm not, I can't tell you about that because I've been on PC for like the last like three years of my life. And being a PC player, you want cross-play because it opens up the player pool. Because obviously on, play, on PC, you're not going to have the player base that you would on console for yeah. games like that. Now, obviously, there's games that there's going to be more PC players. Um, but obviously, you know... Building a PC now is a lot harder because I of chip shortages and all like that. I just, I mean, building the PC itself, like as obtaining the parts, I would say if you're trying to obtain like high end quality, the stuff that just came out, right? Yes, that's hard. Like the 3090. 
3070, the 30 series. But even now, my friend literally just yesterday just got his PC. The way to go, in my personal opinion, nowadays is to literally get a pre-built. And that's where the company is going to come through and they're going to come and just build the PC for you and charge you a small fee of like maybe a couple hundred dollars. If you're lucky enough to get yourself all the components and stuff like that, you're going to save yourself money, of course. But at the same time, my biggest thing I could tell somebody that doesn't have a PC that has a console that wants to upgrade, look for a PC, ask one of your PC friends and say, hey, is this a good PC? Is this a good deal? You know, everybody has their PC friends, of course. Or if you don't have a PC friend, take those components that are in that PC that you like. It doesn't matter if you like the way it looks or whatever, and go do your research on how much all that stuff costs individually. Write it down and then see how much it costs for you to like, basically it's going to be built or uh, you're, you're, you to build it. Because building an actual PC for yourself is not that hard. It's more no. like building Legos nowadays. Right. Whereas before you had to like solder stuff, you know what I mean? Yeah, it's like everything's slot and tab. It's good to go, right? As soon as, I mean, you pull everything out of the box. I mean, you have your... You know, you got your power supply, your motherboard, your graphics card, yeah. you know, your RAM, your hard drive, basic things like that. I mean, I, I know a fair amount about techie kind of stuff. Obviously, when you get into sound stuff, I know yeah. a lot more about that aspect of it, you know. So, um, but yeah, I mean, I would like one more or less just so I can kind of do this a little bit better and uh, get better audio software integrated with everything instead of just running it the way I'm in now. Yeah. Um, OBS like, isn't it bad, goes back but to our, it goes back yep. to our first statement, though. Yep. Use what you have right now. Once you start to like, hey, I'm actually enjoying this. Hey, I'm actually seeing some positive feedback from this. Then you start to invest in yourself more. Right. I literally started with my PlayStation. I borrowed someone's camera. Then some when I when I thought about trying to get myself a PC, I saved up some money, reached out to my tech friends, said, hey, this is what I want. I want something I can stream with and play games with at the same time. My PC is like four or five years old at this point. Yep. And you know what? Basically, uh, it is not necessarily outdated. It still does its job, what it's supposed to do. I have literally three monitors off of it, um, running 240 hertz in the one in the middle that you see right there. It's curved. I'm just flexing at this point. <laughs> um, no, but like, it, it does its job for the outdated software that it has right now. So you'll need the top of the line stuff right now. Buy something cheap, like uh, you know whatever your price point is, a thousand bucks. I spent. $1,300 on this PC like three, four years ago. Right. And it's still functional. It still does everything it's right. supposed to do. And I know the one thing with PC is that you can upgrade it. It's not like yeah. a console when it's outdated, it's done. You know, it's like right now, if you wanted to go and play, you know, Black Ops 1, you can get on there. You don't have to pull out an old console. Obviously, Xbox is doing better with that with the whole, you know, backwards compatibility. The Game, the game Pass. Um, but and that's another thing I was going to mention about the Game Pass is... Uh, what did I see? That Forza was up to over 8 million players on Forza now. Yeah. Their best launch title in Xbox history over that's 20 pretty, years. That's game. crazy. It's beautiful. Oh, my God. It looks phenomenal. <laughs> I'm not, like, super into racing, but then you see some of these guys' setups that's... They essentially have, like, a whole freaking car into there. Yeah, one of, one, got, one of my uh, favorite... Actually, two people I can, I can say right now on top of my head. Summit 1G, one of my favorite streamers. He has, like, a $7,000 uh, racing simulator uh, rig in his room, but he can afford that. He's a big-time streamer, you know. 30k on average probably viewers and then you got t-pain you know what i mean t-pain everybody doesn't know this this man goes in real life and drifts cars in real life yeah so he has like a huge rig inside of his house too with this like seven eight thousand ten thousand dollar he got the money for it rig inside his room as well and if that's something that you enjoy then do it right but like i said those guys didn't start with that stuff no they literally have been doing it for years and years and years they're like you know what 
I'm going to take my hobby to the next level. Yeah. I'm going I'm to go ahead and invest in this because I want to have the ridiculous. best experience yeah. for it. Yeah. So, yeah. But no, that's that's freaking awesome. But yeah, I mean, I think uh, I think Xbox or Microsoft, I should say, is going in the right direction. PlayStation is too. Um, PlayStation is uh, putting a lot of their platform, or a lot of their games. They're uh, they're starting to. What's their what's that exclusives? They're, they're putting um, a lot of their exclusives. God on of there. War is coming to PC, I believe. Horizon Zero Dawn's on there. Yep. Um, I mean that that's their biggest thing. You know, everybody's got the whole PlayStation versus xbox you know it's like pc (laughs) essentially as far as specs go you know consoles nowadays are generally the same i prefer xbox um i like more of the features i like the you know the you know outlay on it i like how everything works i like the app that you know syncs with it the uh the cloud gaming seems to be doing a lot better than when they first launched it back in uh windows 8 7 i don't remember when they did that the the de- input delay was horrible. I'm talking like two, three seconds. Like yeah. it, multiplayer games were not playable. Now you can do it on your phone, Bluetooth, your controller, your phone. You can literally play. I can play it off my Xbox. Yeah. I and mean, the way the way they're going now is just unreal. Like eventually, as far as I know, I'm hearing that the Series S and X are going to be Microsoft's last console. Hey, you they're going something? to cloud gaming. You want to hear something? I'm going to trigger a lot of people. Okay? Oh, here we go. Grow up and buy a PC. <laughs> Here we go. G- grow up and buy a PC. <laughs> just, just saying. Okay. No, honestly, no, seriously. Everything is kind of. We need uniformity. I think I saw somebody say that in the chat. I'm not sure who that was. Maybe it was Marshall. Marshall, yeah. Um, but we need uniformity as far as gaming goes. I hate that there's ex- exclusives. Hey, this is only on PC. This yep. is only on Xbox. This is only on um, uh, PlayStation. You know what I mean? And you know, the biggest thing coming out right now is Elder Scrolls or. Is it Oblivion? Whatever the hell Skyrim. it is. Skyrim. Oh, oh, you're to- well, that's the next one that they're making. And the Microsoft newest one just that's announced that they're going to yes, be exclusive. Yes, it's going to be exclusively yep. on Xbox, whatever the hell it is. And PC. They will keep it on PC. Of because, course, because yeah. obviously it's it's hand in hand when it comes to PC. But PC gets everything is what I'm trying to tell you guys. Games are made literally for PC on PCs. And they're just kind of like downgraded to consoles. Uh, basically, yeah. So that's. I'm just trying to tell you guys. that if Unless you guys you're want- like a Nintendo fan. Yeah. You know, because you can't get Nintendo games on PC. Not without an emulator kind yeah. of thing, but you know what I but mean. But my, like, my point is, is like stuff. if you enjoy gaming and you enjoy this passion that you you come home and that's your freaking chill time, get a freaking PC, dude. Like honestly, it's the best graphics out there. A lot of PCs nowadays, like you can literally get yourself a payment plan where you're paying a hundred bucks a month or something like that, and you're getting you, you, it's going to be paid off in a year or whatever it comes down to. You know what I mean? Like, but it's going to be the best experience for you guys, the best graphics, and then on top of that, you can stop crying about how much keyboard is better than <laughs> controller. Yeah, because now I mean, you can use your controller. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I'm just with saying. it, so you don't have to be like, oh, I can't get used to the whole keyboard and mouse. You know, yeah. I've. I've played a little bit, you know, like CSGO and stuff like that. It it takes getting used to, 100%. If you're used to more controller, um, but I'm more casual. Listen, I, 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 say, I say this. If I'm going to put you in a $10,000 tournament for whatever game you want, Call of Duty, CSGO, Apex, whatever game you're good at, whatever game you play, you're going to use whatever you want to to make sure that you're in the best position to win that tournament, to win that $10,000. Right. It doesn't matter if it's a controller. It doesn't matter if it's a keyboard. It doesn't matter if it's a freaking joystick from Atari. It doesn't right. matter. You're going to use whatever you can to win that tournament, to win that money. So stop crying about that keyboard or mouse is better. Stop crying about aim assist for controllers. Use what the hell you want to, ultimately. Yeah. It's going to put you in the best position to win that game. Yeah, because no matter what you look at, PC, console, whatever, 
they each have their advantages and disadvantages. Exactly. You it's know, like a Ford versus Chevy, an Apple versus a Samsung. It doesn't matter. They all do the same thing. Ultimately, at the end of the at the end of the day, the only difference is that is like you said, Xbox versus PlayStation, UI, the apps on it, you know how how it swipes left to right, whatever. That's it's it's minute details that you're used to. And if if I had to give you a Samsung phone right now in your hand, I guarantee you'll be able to adapt in a couple of days. Right. H- hands down. Right. One hundred percent. Because essentially, especially when you get to apps and things like that, the way electronics and technology works is pretty similar to each other. It's just like a first-person shooter. If you play COD, you could probably go in and play Rainbow Six Siege. You can go in and play CSGO. You can play a lot of these games. Yeah. Because, yes, one might, let's say, one might be a third-person shooter. One might be a first-person shooter. But they have a lot of the same mechanics. Point, click, shoot. Yeah. You know, it's you're doing the same thing. But it's just learning the recoil, learning the weapons. It's putting the time in to learn that game and play it how they intended you to play it. Right. Rainbow Six is like probably an exception, but it's like I correlate that with kind of like Overwatch. You have to like learn certain heroes, have certain abilities. They're better at certain maps, choke points, things of that nature. But it doesn't matter because it comes with just time. Right. Playing the game. And and that's the thing. And, you know, some people don't like the complexity of having to learn that to get better at a game. You know, like I said, that's why Call of Duty was so popular because it was simple Somebody getting off work at five o'clock and come home, play for a few hours and be done. They didn't have to sit and grind and watch videos to figure out what's good. What do I need to use? What's the perk class setup and all this kind of stuff? Because essentially now with there being 70 attachments on each gun, you know, 30 different optics, you know, 50 different barrels, all this different kind of stuff. You know, you essentially have to put all this time in just to figure it out. And that's why I'm like, you know what? I don't care if this gun is a mediocre gun. Because I don't have, you know, 10 hours a day to grind to get all these things. This is just what I'm going to use. You know, I'm not going to go and try and get camo challenges done and worry about it. I'll get that on the stupid stuff like Knife, Riot, Shield, just because it's funny. Because not very many people are going to do that kind of stuff because they're pain. I don't care if this game, I went 5 and 80. I had fun because I killed a few people and pissed them off because of what I just did. We're not playing together. (laughs) (laughs) No, um, no, no, but I've had, trust me, I've had some, like, if I want to play, I can play. Um, but usually when I do that, I get pissed off because I've got somebody doing what I would normally be doing on the other side. And I'm like, screw this. Or they've got an overpowered gun or a shotgun. Or everybody everybody like has that. that troll class or that, that meta class where it's like that, oh, rocket launchers are OP or, you know, like back in the day, Akimbo 1887s were like the thing. You remember that? Like, <laughs> oh, no, Vanguard's got that basically that's right what I'm now. Saying. Yeah. yeah, the shotgun. Oh, yeah. I, I saw some clips about that. But, like, that's what I'm trying to say. Like, Everybody has that class just on the ready, just in case somebody's running that cheesy stuff. So, but it, it's so easy now because now you can edit classes mid game, okay, and I—that's yeah. one thing that I wish that they would have had years ago. Because before, you you, you'd only get like to get back in the lobby. Yeah, you'd only get like five classes in a game, and it's like if you've got if somebody's playing you're playing against has something set up, and you have no counter to it. You know, now it's like weirder? you either back out or you're screwed. You know, it's even weirder. Like Warzone kind of incorporates the copy their class that they killed you with. So, like, what, you put your triangle or Y button or whatever the hell it was, and you literally copy that, and they make you a class for it. Yep. But, Wild. see, and then that's, like, that's not fun, because people, there's so many people, like, you know, in Warzone, that it's there's a meta, and you have to use it, or you don't do good. Yeah. And it sucks, because it doesn't make the gun, the game fun. You know, I used to, I remember having just, you know, oh, you know, me and my buddies will be like, oh, let, hey, let's get on the random class generator website and just 
pull something up. We get ridiculous class. Like we'll get like a um like a sub with super high recoil and it'll put like a sniper scope on it. It's like obviously not realistic, yeah. but it's fun. And then yeah. you get to like a game of search when there was forced game chat. Oh god. That they Why? were the most Why toxic. Why are you using that gun? That gun sucks. <laughs> get shit on. Get shit on. <laughs> Your ass. You're, you're bad, kid. You're bad. Mom. But, yeah, but that's basically it. And like, it, it's COD's not fun anymore. And that's why I enjoyed it. But now, game, you know, every after every game, it did, the lobby disbands. Yeah. There's no, you know, you can't even meet new players anymore because you don't play against people for a couple of matches. You get that whole, oh, you beat me this time. You're going down this time. You get that and kind of rivalry going. I think you don't get that now. Everything you have said so far, the simplicity of coming home and playing a game, uh, playing the players in the same match, and then pretty much just pick up and play is all Rocket League. I think that's why I enjoy it so much, honestly. Like, you kind of just, like, opened up my brain just now and just, like, yeah. blew my mind. Yeah. And, because and it's like, no matter, you can, you can come in here, and like you said, they do such a good job in, in the ranked, so they kind of put you in with the same people and stuff like that. Obviously, yes, Smurf accounts are a thing, but it's not crazily bad, you know? But my point is, is, like, I can come down here, my kids are going to take a shower, I can play a couple games or whatever real quick, and then basically go right back upstairs and you know go do whatever. Right. So it's like I could just come home from that stressful day if I need to get that itch off my back real quick. Yeah, just but that's why it. I like games like that where it's not like Warzone or a Battle Royale where I'm going to be in this game for a half hour, 45 minutes. Yeah. I don't like games like that. That's why I don't usually play the campaign because what the problem is is I guess somewhat of an addictive personality where I will get sucked into it, like into the story, especially if it's a good campaign or a good game that you kind of like you're playing and it's like, holy crap, I've been on here for 10 hours, you know, just getting sucked I into the story. I wish I had 10 hours of playing a game. Yeah. <laughs> well, I don't have that kind of stuff anymore. But, you know, I remember, you know, you know, especially over the last year and a half, you know, especially when you can't go out and do stuff, be able to just suck a little bit more time into it if you got free time. But, uh, yeah, I mean, stuff like, you know, like you said, like Rocket League and stuff like that, it's stuff that it can be very competitive, especially if you're, yes. you know, you're broadcasting yes. for it and mm -hmm. you're making calls for it. And uh, it's something that you enjoy, but at the same time too, you're not just stuck on one game. You will go out and play other games. You 100%. know, you tried the Halo, and you can get different inputs and stuff like that. And I, I really hope that um, developers and the dev, dev team there for Halo will, you know, listen to that, especially if there's audio problems because. Audio is so big now. You these I mean, guys can't get away with this kind of stuff anymore because everybody's got a headset. You don't have to spend, you know. I got like an Asteroid gaming headset. You don't have to spend $200. Well, that, was like, that was like 250 back in the day. Yeah. yeah. Well, I spent 200 for mine, but you know, I got the Mixamp Pro on it, but you don't have to spend that. Like, especially controllers now where it's literally got the three and a half millimeter jack in it. You can put any headphones to it. You can go spend 20 bucks on a head pair of headphones and you'd be surprised at how much you can hear because mm -hmm. for the most part, audio is pretty good in games, especially when you get into you know FPS games where but that's I mean, what they concentrate on. We're, we're kind of beating up on Halo just a little bit too much just because of the fact that I think they are labeling this right now as a beta still. Right. The real game doesn't come out until like December or something. You know what I mean? So like, I'm, it's, they have time to work out some of the stuff and maybe that's why they released it Early is to right, and I think they're trying to curve. do the stress test and, and stress get that test, stuff worked out. That stuff worked know? out on top of that sucks some of the. Uh, uh, What's it called? Uh, the fame or the clout away from Battlefield, the clout away from uh, Call of Duty, Vanguard, and stuff as well. So. And I feel like a lot of games are kind of just well, the game's not ready, but we're gonna go ahead and release. And then they need to do that. Look at look at prime example is uh, Cyberpunk, dude. Prime example. Yeah. 
Well, see, and they've been pushing for years and people were just like, I think they just got sick of hearing people bitch that it wasn't coming out yet and they just kept delaying it. It's like, give them more time. You know, it's not like, I mean, it's easier for developers to just release a game that's unfinished or they know has problems because they don't just release it and like, oh, we didn't realize this but, was a problem. No, man, but Cyberpunk was on a whole new level. Oh, no, I feel I've like seen. They, they were getting pressured by a lot of investors. Like they pulled it off of, uh, Sony pulled it off the store everybody, and all that. Everybody pulled it off of everywhere because of the fact that it was so bad. But in my personal opinion, I wasn't, I'm on PC, like I said, I wasn't having those problems because like I said, when they make these games, they're made on PCs. Yeah, I did I hear know some PC of my was other, a lot better. A lot of, some of my other friends that had lower end PCs than I do, they were having a lot of those issues where like a lot of visual issues and like uh, I think a couple of times when I was going through the story mode, I would fall through the map randomly or something like that, like right. some, some ghost holes or something. But you see, now that, you know, these, I mean, virtually, who is not, who does not have a console that, you know, or PC that's connected to the internet? So they know that they can throw these updates out, you know, weeks or months after the game's release. They can get the money they need off of the launch. But like, you know, 15, 20 years ago, that wasn't an option. You know, you release goldeneye and it's got bugs that's how the game that's is how the game is you know and that's when people find that stuff and then that's that's how it is i mean how different would those games be back then that we knew of these little glitches and stuff like that that we found before the internet somehow somebody discovered it and the story yeah kind of went on you know hey guys i heard that there was a bug over here if you push this button on the wall you can fall through <laughs> yeah, but that's basically it nowadays. I mean, they're usually pretty good about patch and stuff within the first few months, but there is kind of a point where they just kind of like, well, whatever, this is how the game is now, you know, kind of thing. And that's why it kind of sucks for some older games. I know they're going to, you know, pull these older games, whether, you know, like I said, Black Ops 2 is real notorious for that, where you go on there, you're going to find God lobbies and hack lobbies. Now, there yeah. was it was weird because they had the like theater mode glitches or whatever, like theater mode God lobbies or whatever. For some reason, right before Black Ops 3, um, right before Black Ops 3 came out, they went and did like a purge, mm -hmm. and it got rid of a lot of that. And Black Ops 2 was oddly playable for a little bit. <laughs> you could actually get into actual lobbies, and it was fun. And I think we lost the feed, but... Um, I think Facebook might have a cap, but it says end live video right there. But Yeah. No, it, it's still on. It's still recording. I'm not super worried about it, but yeah. So, oh my god, hour 20 minutes. Oh my god, yeah. Well, <laughs> shut up, god damn it. This guy this over guy here, stop talking. Yeah, so Listen, we could do two episodes, <laughs> yeah, split it up, make him pay for it. <laughs> but yeah, so, um, yeah, it's been a good conversation. I don't know how much more of this is going to be actually live. I might have to re upload it, but we'll see what happens. Um, but Daryl. It's been a good conversation. <laughs> we'll have to do it again sometime. For sure, And, man. Uh, yeah. It's kind of good being on the other side of things, you know, being the inter interviewee, I guess you yeah. can kind of say, because I'm usually the person that's doing the hosting. You know, I'm usually the person that is in charge of everything. If, I'm not sure if it's kind of like, if you see me kind of like trying to segue back in the conversations here and there, because like yeah. I'm, I'm just so used to kind of doing that. And it's so weird to be on the other end of it. Hey, you know what? <laughs> I, th I think this this went pretty good, and... It was fun, and, you know, it was a good little topic. Yeah. You know? 100%. Still, still got more I'm sure we can kind of discuss. Maybe um, we'll talk Yeah, I think, talk I think top again. of the iceberg, I think, is, is all this is, to be honest with you. Yeah, well, I'll have to, like, come crash your, cat crash your uh, stream one time and Start give you some crap. There you go. Do yeah. it. So, I'm down for it, dude. Yeah. But, man, it's been it's been fun. I appreciate you coming on. 
Hey, no problem. And I look forward to hopefully doing this again sometime. I know the holidays are right around the corner and everything's going to start getting nuts. Mm -hmm. But uh, yeah, you enjoy your stream. And once again, ladies and gentlemen, he is on twitch.tv. That's whoops you. Forward slash whoops you. Twitch.tv forward slash whoops you. There you go. And I think he said that he's going to have some new merch dropping here soon. Yeah. Uh, I'm gonna, not going to lie. The hats are pretty dope. I have a, a several different hats. I, I like to do like a, like a lot of concepts and stuff. This one was a black on black concept. But usually, typically, what I do is I'll have just like my regular just uh, logo on it, just so it kind of stands out. It's so weird. Like we even touch about, we even talk about merch or anything like that. So we can we can even talk about that next podcast or whatever. Too, yeah, so. hell yeah, man. But yeah, man, follow me on uh, Whoopshoe Gaming on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. If you guys want to, you know, I, I post on there pretty much every day. Uh, I will be announcing some merch drops here pretty soon. Yeah, man, you'll have to let me know. I definitely need to get my hands on some stuff there. I think that'd be uh, that'd be pretty uh, pretty sick. I have to start showing it off, man. Yeah, especially if you're in Mount Morris. See, my mom would be like, "I know that guy. Yeah, I know him." <laughs> yeah, yeah, man, it'll be fun. So, yeah, for sure, I will. Uh, I will definitely be in touch. But, man, it's been good. Yeah, you uh, have to attend to your little kiddos that are. Yeah, it's been, it's been running around. Good. Seven o'clock, yeah, they're yeah. Homework time, dude. Yeah, homework, bed, school in the morning. Exactly. Like at work in the morning, so that'll be fun. I'm gonna get yelled at. Yeah. <laughs> but once again, ladies and gentlemen, this has been the Idle Chatter Podcast. Tune in. I don't have a real schedule yet, just as it see fit. Yeah. And as people's schedules free up, it's a little kind of hard at the at the present time with the holidays right around the corner. But we will uh, find time, and we will definitely have Daryl from Whoops You back mm -hmm. on here and uh ladies and gentlemen if you want to go follow his channel on twitch i think he'll appreciate it <laughs> and make sure you stop in say hi and bug the hell out of him i'm sure he'd yes, appreciate harass it. me please yes just I'm blow up it. his chat he needs to have one of these view views sessions where he's got about thirteen thousand people in there yes. and just everybody blowing up his channel Fifty thousand people used to live here <laughs> now it's a ghost town but once again, get shit on, kid. <laughs> get shit on your ass. <laughs> My table. <laughs> it's broken. <laughs> I need to stay off TikTok. I'm getting way too much of these memories. I'm surprised I haven't seen somebody post the the N64 kid. Do you remember that? No, what is it? That was an old video. The kid got, he was like, couldn't have been like, what, seven or eight? And he got an N64, just like freaked oh, out. Oh, yeah, for Christmas yeah. or whatever? <laughs> yeah. I'm, we should do it. <laughs> an unboxing dude that would be sick to get a n64 unbox you should do it for a playstation 5 now just stage it that's what most people do dude yeah. i think you could probably get a playstation 5 cheaper than a new sealed n64 in the box i don't know probably not i couldn't imagine how much a sealed one would be like uh, especially the old i seen uh i seen uh the green one Somebody selling a green one. It was like four hundred dollars. I'm like, ones. there's no way it's going. I, I looked it up. Sure as shit. Yeah, they're selling on eBay for like four hundred bucks. That's crazy. I used one. I'm like, Jesus. Yeah. Just, Why did I get rid of all this crap when I was a kid? I don't know. It's the same thing with me, man. Like you said, the first gen Pokemon cards. I didn't even touch on that subject for myself, but yeah, I mean, same thing. I used to have a bunch of Pokemon cards too, and then one day I was just like, whatever. This will never retain value. <laughs> Dude, I think I think I was like 13 or 14. I sold all my cards for like 20 bucks. And I'm looking back. I'm like, you know what? Even if those were just in okay condition, that still would have been like at least 500 bucks. Like easy. Yeah. This is like, one of those not, things. Like 
Yeah. And then the flip side of it, like now everybody's trying to like collect too much stuff. You know what I mean? Like Star Wars memorabilia and stuff like that. Like they're like, yeah. oh, this is gonna have value one day. We're gonna leave this in the box, Timmy. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it's, oh, it, everybody it takes... thought Beanie Babies was gonna be like the big money making scheme. Yeah, but that... something like Star Wars, you know, is gonna retain its value because it has just a solid fan. Base. Depends on what it is. You know, there's some stuff that you know, especially limited, you know things that they make that yeah, might sure. only be you know they only made 10,000 units kind of thing you know that's something that yeah you know 20 30 years down the road that definitely could be worth some money because more than likely 95 percent of those units are probably in the garbage are you a huge broken. star wars fan or no um so we got to talk about this I'm, next podcast I'm, i can't I'm do it right now but yeah we'll we'll <laughs> We'll, we'll touch it. We'll we'll we'll, uh, we'll get into we'll get into Star Wars and maybe I'm, some Marvel. I'm telling you next time. I'm like telling you next time we can literally do this from like you can stay at your house. I can literally just do this right here. Yeah, we're definitely gonna have to. Do, we're gonna have to try that. You'll. Um, I'll teach you a thing or two. Yeah, a thing or two. Y- you've got the video portion. I've got more of the audio, but we'll definitely have to do that and have some <laughs> fun and. Uh, Shoot, you know what? Maybe we could do a little bit of a little bit of stream. We'll play some Halo or something yeah, like dude, that. And we'll it, we'll we'll have some fun I'm with that. We do. I was just playing with my dig- brother last night. He's on the Xbox, and you know, my other friends are on the PC and stuff. So yeah. cross platforms there. Yeah, man. Especially if we get a big connection going, man, or have like a big LAN party. That oh my god, that would be start. awesome, man. Me... Won't have to worry about the lag. Everything's start. real time. <laughs> Itching. Go get the original Xboxes. I'm sarcastic. Some like, here we go. We got uh, Chris coming up the poop shoot with the rocket launcher. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. It's been a good one. Uh, I know there's nobody in here now, but we'll uh, sign off. So y'all have a good night. I always end everything with a peace and a much love to you guys, and never lose your dinosaur. I never. I always say that because of the fact that. I want everybody to realize to follow your dreams, no matter how stupid they may be, no matter like if your grandma or your mom or whoever is telling you like, hey, don't do that. It's stupid. As long as it makes you happy, follow it. Follow your freaking dreams. You know what I mean? Because I, I lost my chances of some of my, some of my opportunities that I kind of was like, listen to other people. It's not their life. It's your life. So follow your dreams. And no matter how bad you are at something, if you enjoy doing it, don't give a shit what people think. Yeah. Just go for it. Mm-hmm. Because everyone's crazy, and they don't know what they don't know what they like. Yeah. But somebody, somewhere, is gonna enjoy what you do, and that's all that matters. Exactly, man. As long as you're enjoying it, that's all that matters. It doesn't matter what the hell the paycheck is, man. No, nope. you got to do it for fun. Because if it's a job, it's not fun anymore. Nobody likes their job. True. <laughs> all right, man. Let's get out of here. All right. Catch you later, man. Much Peace. Love.